Crosschoke, a TFL Ministries podcast, is brought to you by you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to patreon.com forward slash TFL Ministries. What's up, brother? I'm so used to saying Patreon listeners. <laughs> We've been spending a lot of time on Patreon. This is like a treat for our normal listeners. Yeah, it is. It's it's been a minute. It's like a treat for me because I haven't I haven't been able to even do Patreon podcast in weeks now. Yeah, you haven't you haven't actually spoken to anybody. I've actually been in a coma. <laughs> That'd be horrible. That's sad. This is the first day I woke up and I just wanted to hit the ground running. You woke up with me next to your bed with a microphone. So what happened? Did Donald Trump win, win the election? Well, we're actually in World War III now. Yeah. A lot's awesome. happened since you fell asleep. Great. Is Tom Brady still playing for the Patriots? Did Black Widow come out yet? How's that Tom and Jerry movie? Did Cyberpunk 2077 finally get fixed? like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. How's that 007 movie? Are, do we have to stop wearing masks yet? <laughs> I'm glad the vaccine out and everything's back to normal, right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, how come uh, I haven't seen a, a meme like that yet? That's true. Uh, make it right now. Welcome, everyone, back to Cross Choke Season 4, Episode 25. Mm. I am Zach Anderson. I am joined, like always, with the pickle barrel himself, Dakota Wrightan. Oh, yeah. You know what's awesome? is I almost worked at Pickle Barrel in Billings. Mm. Lewis and our friend Noah and his sister all worked there. Mm. I've never actually been to one. Oh, bro. The subs are divine. Is it like a like a Jimmy John's, Quiznos it's similar. kind of thing? Yeah. Subway? Whatever. Similar. Hmm. Like the Chipotle? Uh, I'd say it's most similar to Paul Bunyan's. Oh. Yeah. May it rest in peace. Yeah. And like me and Lewis, when we were in a band in Billings... We almost had a concert there, too, but it got canceled. At a pickle barrel? Yeah, because they had this huge outside patio. Yeah. Dude, that's dope. Yeah, good times. I imagine they have good pickles. I, I'm i not a huge pickle guy, oh. but they're subs, bro. Okay. Mm. Hmm. I'll have to try one. What, where's, when's like, where's the closest one? Bozeman. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's just this little shop outside the college campus. Mm. The one in Billings is like a big, bigger restaurant. Like an Apple store. Yeah, you walk in, everyone's just in white, head to toe, (laughs) mascara on. Everyone's floating or either on one of those, like, movable electronic... Like a Segway? Yes. Like the the hoverboards? They're like, greetings. Welcome to Apple. Try this pickle. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, bro, a lot has gone down since since, um, episode 24. So much. Um. I think, if I was recall correctly, we would say, hey, we'll be back for season four from season three somewhere January, February. We yes. made the February mark. Yes, we did. Um, something was telling me to give us time. Oh, man, it was so necessary, too. So let's take me through your okay. life okay. since before, okay, basically Thanksgiving Oh man. to now. Okay, so pretty much 
even if you've had just a normal season, I've had enough go on for the both of us to just be crazy. Yeah. So let's see. Since well, I had a great Thanksgiving, had a <laughs> had a good Christmas, got some good gifts. So, uh, my wife got COVID, and then I obviously got COVID because we lived together. The doctors were like, "Well, just." Try to stay on opposite sides of the house and, like, don't touch the same surface surfaces. I'm like, we sleep in the same bed. We have one bathroom. I'm like, no. Honey, so, did you disinfect it? <laughs> literally. So, anyways, I got COVID. Uh, then, because of COVID, my wife went into labor a whole month early. Because of COVID, you yes, think? Yes, 100%. Oh. Yeah. So it, it was a uh, induced thing because of that. Because she actually had COVID when she had the baby. Yes. It was her last day of quarantine when she went into labor. And so that was a whirlwind. I was still sick and quarantined. So even if I wasn't quarantined, I wouldn't have been able to go. I felt like I was dying. And so she, I wasn't there for my second kid's uh, birth. So if she's listening to this in the future, I'm so sorry. It's going to be okay. Um, so I was quarantined, super frustrating, got to see my baby after like four or five days and then, uh, all was better. She's chubby now, which is good. Mm. She was not chubby when she was born. She was pretty small. And then let's see what happened after that. Oh, the other big thing that has happened is, uh, my roof started leaking like intensely. So... That's been fun. We've had a lot of snow. We've had it. We've had record-breaking snowfall. Like, it was like ten days of snow where there was no time that it wasn't at least sleeting or something. Yeah, we spent a lot of time shoveling, like the academy and the house. Oh, I and bet. I feel like we shoveled everything. Um, also, you had your credential interview. Yes. Ended up having it. It yes. was supposed to be in person with the the network presbytery. And then it was canceled and supposed to be rescheduled. But then they called me the day of, and they're like, hey, can you hop on Zoom really quick? I'm like, uh, I was going to study a little bit, but okay. You're, you're like you're like laying in bed dying. Like, <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? I literally, I think I was wearing pants, but I may not have been wearing pants, but I was wearing a flannel. So I'm sitting there. And, you pull uh, it out of the hamper. It's all crumbled in the ball. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what it was. So literally, I was just thinking, like, if they ask me a question I don't know the answer, I'll just be like, eh. <laughs> sorry, uh, were you guys saying something? I, my connection's bad. Did they ask you, like, like questions like that, like theological questions? Uh, not really. The main questions they asked, and this is totally an AG thing, were mm -hmm. just, was just about the Holy Spirit. Sure. And so it was kind of funny how I presented the answer because how they asked it, seemed like they wanted to trick me and so how i answered it seemed like a trick <laughs> answer <clears throat> so because they said if randy's in your youth group how do you present the holy spirit to randy and i was like oh, i'm trying to remember now what i said but it was really funny i'm like well first i would take randy to coffee somewhere private where he could talk just the two of us and it's not a crowded place with a lot of stuff and then I, like, stopped for a second. They're like, is that it? I'm like, well, you asked how I would present it. I would take oh, him out to coffee. Funny. Huh. You're like, yeah. how would you do it? Yeah. Where, where would where? you go? <laughs> but they were trying to allude to, like, 
what is the whole yeah, 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 yeah i could I tell see. they wanted to know yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i what i thought so right oh interesting well good well and that went well ended up going well yeah so i passed and then uh next month i'll be honored at our oh what um, is it called network council yes oh and i told you i'm gonna be there but i won't be there now oh hopefully I'm, you told uh um our secretary yes yeah she, yeah because she messaged me and was like hey are you going and i was like the thing is, is I didn't realize it's on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are like the that's busiest. like the worst days. Those are like possible. absolute worst days. For it could me. have been any other three days, dude. I could even I could have even scratched off one of those days. Sure, but I can't be gone all three days because those Literally. are we have twenty two kids in our kids program that's at awesome. Imperial BJJ, and it's like I just have to be there for those. Yeah, yeah. but congratulations. Thanks. I'll, I'll be there in spirit, whatever yeah. that means. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. Well, either way, you're healthy now. Your yes. baby's healthy. Your yes. wife's healthy. Man. Uh, your first daughter's healthy. I pray that every day, just thankfulness and gratefulness that we're healthy because so many things could have gone wrong, mm-hmm. but that didn't. And so it was totally by the grace of God that it all worked out. That's super cool. Oh, and one other piece of news, I think, I'm really bad with timing, mm-hmm. but I think also in between our last season and this season, you also got... Um, fully on board at Journey Church. Yeah, I'm not sure if I totally mentioned that in the podcast or not. So I'm full-time now at Journey Church. I do youth, I do worship, and I do our journey groups, which that's been the most challenging for me since never done that before Mm. or been in a church that does that. Mm. So a totally new realm, but it's a whole new world. (laughs) Plus, now we have a new headquarters for the COVID COVID podcast. What the heck? You okay. started that too? <laughs> Just so you know, a symptom of COVID is that even months after having it, you can be uh, Have a aloof. What's an, I don't know another word for Silly? aloof. Silly? Like, what do you mean? Discombobulated. Confused. Oh, confused. Um, <laughs> See, um... I can't even think of the word confused, bro. So, it messes with your brain? Yeah, literally. There's, there's a wide variety of symptoms. Like, it can cause anxiety in people. Like, people can have panic attacks. Um, I still have shortness of breath from it. Right. I've, I've noticed anytime you and I have talked or something like you, you'll yeah. you have to be like, like, okay, I'm a big guy and I've definitely gained like the COVID-19, you know, like waistline. Yeah. COVID-19 waistline. Yeah. yeah. But like, even just walking up like four stairs, I'm like, <sighs> it used to be just five stairs. Yeah. Do that yeah. Now. But now four, sometimes three, bro. <laughs> So, yeah, that's been a whirlwind. but And right now, just so everybody kind of knows, like, normally you don't sound like this, even post-COVID. Yeah. Right now you're kind of battling a little bit of a... Now I have a head cold <laughs> from this youth event that we went to. Which was a week ago. But, yes. But, you know, it happens. So if my voice cracks, I'm not going through a second puberty. It's just a head cold. Well, you never know. And if I'm confused, it's not a second puberty. <laughs> it's COVID <laughs> symptoms. That's just me on a Friday morning. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being here, Dakota. Oh, man. Um, thank you for being here, Zach. Yeah. You know, it's good stuff. This is Cross Choke, one of three podcasts from the Fight Life Ministries. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can get early ad-free access to Cross Choke over on patreon.com slash TFL Ministries. Um, also get other perks, including access to Cross Choke Plus and Cross Punch. We really appreciate your support over there. Uh, speaking of Cross Choke Plus and Cross Punch, Dakota, we have been hard at work in our oh, off-season, yeah. keeping content flowing um, on Cross Choke Plus and Cross Punch. 
And um, what are some of the things that maybe you've uh, chatted about in some of your CrossFit Plus episodes? Oh, for sure. So the first one that I kicked off uh, was CrossFit episode six. Uh, my wife and I did it together. And uh, yeah, we spoke about a wide variety of things, really. But that was a good episode. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that, was, that fun. was fun. It was different. It was harder for me because her and I have a completely different dynamic than we do like on a podcast. Mm. You know, we've, I mean, she's been on the podcast yeah, before, yeah. but it's between the three of us. Right. So but I kind of fed off of that. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, you know. <laughs> and because the other thing is like, uh, literally scientifically when you speak to someone that you care about or love like in that manner you speak in a higher tone mm. and so the whole time during the episode i'm like bring it back down oh funny yeah stop speaking like a little that. girl yeah i've done that i've actually been called yeah. out on that before oh and it's hey how you doing <laughs> <laughs> well it's totally normal yeah. yeah there's there's a science behind it hmm so yeah, yeah. that was a great episode and and, uh, man, there's been some engaging posts that you've put on there. I loved answering. Especially the one about what would you put on your hot dog. Oh, that one was great. Or or the breakfast poll. Like, and my immediate thought was sauerkraut, bro. Dude, and I just, I I love just sauerkraut. don't. I need, I, need to, I need to try it again. Mm. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't want to keep knocking it, but it, okay, here's the thing. Like, no, I think we've said this before, actually. It was like, you know, sauerkraut by itself, most people might be like, mm, no. Mm. Maybe you're like, just give me the tub. I will eat it out of the tub. But, like, if you were to take sour cream as an example. Oh, yeah. Nobody really likes sour cream by That's itself. That's true. But sour cream is a super good, like, complimentary, mm. um, what are you, like, food item to yeah. add to, like, enchiladas or whatever. Sure. So I feel like sauerkraut should be that. It's the sour cream of your life. You know. That's, My... that's good. My daughter Nora will literally, if we put, if we cook her a hot dog and then put sauerkraut on it, she'll eat all the sauerkraut on it. Interesting. Yeah, she won't even eat the hot dog. How do you even buy sauerkraut? It just comes like... in a tub, like pickles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The other so... thing is, I I got a strong Norwegian background, and sauerkraut's <laughs> like the main course. That's awesome. Yeah, like literally, there is a town in Norway with my last name, and oh. I have distant relatives that live there. Mm, are they sauerkraut farmers? <laughs> I'm not sure. You're like, I'm your lost. I don't even know nephew. their names. They sent me a letter when I was like seven. And they're mm. like, hey, this is us. Wanted to let you know we're out here. That we yeah, exist. Yeah. If you want some sauerkraut, it was hit pretty me cool. Up. That is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I have a, I have a, an aunt or aunt. Uh, Ooh. Whatever, auntie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, okay, I hate that. Like, if you correct me when I say, hey, this is my aunt whatever like, yeah. oh you mean your aunt or yeah, like, does she live in the up. ground shut up <laughs> anyways i have like one of those um aunties that live in texas and she was like hey i exist and love you and that's cool here's some money for christmas hey and she's really kind she's super kind that's loves the lord shit. um i think her husband is a uh, like a baptist pastor down there but uh, anyhow cool. you had an interview with your wife yeah i think the next episode i had an interview with myself um, hey yeah <laughs> Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I did like two different voices. <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? Hey, doing great, man. This Your time. one voice is really attracted to the other voice, so it's all high-pitched. Ooh. Yeah, other voice is playing it cool. Hey, what's up? Uh, but did a QA with questions that were submitted through Patreon. That was great. Um, again, one of the, one of the benefits of um, and perks of being on Patreon is uh, – direct feedback from us a little bit more attention oh, yeah. to our patrons and then i'd say our favorite content 
that's been on Patreon has been our name that submission video. Oh, dude. Oh, that was just amazing. <laughs> and the editing is on point. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, uh, that's also out on free feeds. It's on Facebook and on YouTube if you haven't checked it out. Um, we're yeah, YouTubers. We're YouTubers now. Uh, but yeah, the name that submission I gave Dakota about eight different submissions to see. Um, again, with very limited jujitsu background for you, um, it was kind of fun just to be like, okay, what would the name of the submission be? So he actually did the submission on me, and then he gave me five seconds to answer before <laughs> before your eyes exploded. Before I fell asleep. <laughs> what do you think this one is? It took a long time. It took about four hours to complete. It's pretty good. Then we went through. So we had that cross punch um, episode. We had another episode, um, episode number eight. Dakota, you talked about the power of consistency. Yes. I need to go listen to that again and, you know, uh, let it influence my life, literally. (laughs) You know, it's so interesting, the relation between the content you produce and the way you deliver messages and ministry is directly related to your life. On 100%. You um, You know, the things that the Lord speaks to you is for you, but oftentimes flows through us. Um, and you know, and it should, that's a healthy dynamic. Yeah. You know, anytime you're just making content or messages just for the sake of making them, Yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a hollowness. Absolutely. You know, but it should again, come from the overflow of our lives. So, so again, it should like the power of consistency should speak to you more than even your listeners, although they benefit, um, as well. 100%. And then the last episode that we had was episode nine, um, just make a micro adjustment, which was a play on words uh, because there was this, this, I don't know, I don't know, what do you call this? Like a a movement? I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Trending. A trending thing. thing? Yeah. Yeah. This this, uh, this two stripe, I think two stripe white belt, he submitted this like two stripe purple belt, and which happens. I mean, it's like one of those things. But he like, humble bragged it on, yeah. on this Facebook group called BJJ fanatics and was like, so I I'll, I'll sneaky like took his back. And then from there <laughs> I just made this micro adjustment and sunk in the choke. I could tell he reluctantly tapped, but let me, you know, wh- whether or not he let me have it, but I, I was able to do it, you know, peace, bro. I won't, I won't, I won't call him by name either. I don't want I don't want to embarrass him. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> So anyway, this guy just got roast because the BJJ community is not like that. No, you know it just does not vibe like that. So, anyways, there was just this plethora of memes about this guy. Just make a micro adjustment. And yeah. So, but I was like, there's something to that. Like, poor guy. Like, no one will ever say micro adjustment in the no. BJJ community with a straight like, face. What are you talking about? <laughs> there <laughs> is truth to it, though. You know. Yeah, and that's where um, what I kind of talked about was in our life. You know, where do you come from? Yeah. Uh, specifically, I kind of talked about like three different circles in which, you know, we could pull um, how we influence other people. It could be from our opinion. It could be from kind of our own personal convictions or cardinal truth, absolute yeah. truth. And so anyway, just kind of a challenge to be like, OK, am I preaching or am I sharing or am I influencing? Am I working from my own personal convictions or opinions or do I try to wrap my whole life around scripture and let that influence how I lead others? Yeah. So um, if it doesn't, you know, we just make adjustments. You Absolutely. Know, make those micro adjustments. And so there's kind of just a quick recap for everybody on where we are, what we've been kind of uh, creating. And again, you could gain access to all of that for just $1 a month. It really helps yeah. us out with being able to put back into the podcast 
Um, again, that's at patreon.com slash TFL Ministries. Looking for quality Brazilian jiu-jitsu training with affordable payment plans in a modern, clean facility? Imperial BJJ is the place for you. Offering discounts for all military personnel, police officers, nurses, firefighters, first responders, and college students. Imperial BJJ is a place to start your jiu-jitsu journey. With classes available from six years old to adult, it's a place where the whole family can benefit together. Did we mention we offer family discounts as well? Imperial BJJ, where beginners start every day. The Enneagram. Or the Anagram. <laughs> the Anagram. The, an- Re- the Engram. Rearrange all the letters and it'll spell Enneagram again. <laughs> the end game. I mean, what? <laughs> it almost spells that. It's Dakota. Like a Marvel movie. <laughs> Undisputed. Oh, dude, we game. haven't even talked about WandaVision. Oh, bro. We haven't watched episode nine yet. Is nine? Or are we on eight? What's on? Oh. Mm, whatever it is. This whole week has been a huge blur for me, bro. Just work. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, before we started recording, you're like, so, man, how was work yesterday? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, today's Friday. He goes, oh, I thought it was Saturday. <laughs> dude, that's because I have to work today, too. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Life's busy, but we make do. Yes. But we have been busy, Dakota. That's right. You've been busy in oh, your man. downtime learning about Enneagrams. I've I've dove head first into it, bro. So I love it. For those that may not be familiar, what's kind of a, a simple, practical conversation about what Enneagrams okay, are? Okay, so there's obviously a lot of different personality tests out there. Um, I can't remember the other ones right now because they're not even important. This one is like different and better and more refined because most of the time a personality test will just tell you the good fluffy parts about you or like, you know, this is, you're a, you like unicorns, you're a type A. So you, these are the positive attributes or whatever. But the Enneagram is different because the positive parts are there, but they're kind of underlying. The most important part of the Enneagram is actually your negative attributes mm. and, like, what what your defense mechanisms are, where they come from, why you do things a certain way. Mm. And so it's uh, – yeah, it's made to – make you a better person so you can learn about yourself and how to improve and not just learn about yourself to be like, this is how cool I am and, or use it as an excuse to be like, well, I'm a six, so I'm just emotional all the time and you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's and like, how many, how many Enneagrams are there? Okay. So there's nine Enneagrams. Um, the Enneagram actually stems from thousands of years ago. No one knows the original start of it because there's been, like kind of like the Tower of Babel where you see similarities in different cultures. Like there's pyramids in the Incas, there's pyramids in Egypt, all over. There's kind of, you know, that trace that Mm, they all were connected at some point in time. Same thing with Enneagram. You can trace back cultures and say, oh, wow, the in ancient China, they had a similar form of Enneagram or wherever. Mm. And so there's no like real definitive this guy found the Enneagram. It's kind of been discovered by people over time. Right. So basic, basically there's nine types of people in the world. Uh, you, you will always fit into one of those categories. And if you don't fit into one specifically, you kind of think you fit into all of them, then you're probably a nine. 
because that's <laughs> that's just how that works. Um, and I can kind of run through what all the types mean based off some notes that I borrowed from a friend. So uh, this is super popular in the Christian world and in the business world, and it's gained a lot of momentum over the past couple decades. Uh, but like I said, it's been around forever. It's been refined by different uh, psycho- psychologists. Wow. Psych- psychologists? Yes. Psychologists. Psychologists. Anyways. Okay, so type one is called the perfectionist or the reformer. They're the organized person. And just because you're organized doesn't mean you're a type one. Um, and, and before, I totally forgot to say this, uh, how these notes are written down, there's a darkness a death, and a drive. And so you'll see where they all fit in for each of these types. So for type one, the darkness is anger, the death is being wrong, and the drive is doing the right thing. Type two is the helper, the darkness is pride, the death is losing relationship, and the drive is feeling loved and valued. Type three, and uh, one of us is a type three, I'll let our listeners guess by the end of this. Type three is the achiever. Their darkness is deceit. Their death is losing. And their drive is to win in every area. Type four is the artist. Their darkness is envy. Their death is living in a rut. And their drive is to be special. And there's there's not a lot of type fours in the world. It's pretty pretty rare. Type five is the observer. Their darkness is greed. Their death is being unhelpful. Their drive is to be competent type six is the uh what i think it's the loyalist right yeah type six is the loyalist their darkness is fear their death is not being supported and their drive is to feel secure type seven and one of the other person in here is this type is the adventurer their darkness is gluttony their death is missing out dealing with pain Their drive is anything new and exciting. Type 8 is the challenger. Their darkness is lust. Their death is being controlled. Their drive is to uh, have power. Type 9, which is the last type, is the peacemaker. Their darkness is laziness. Their death is losing harmony. Their drive is creating unity. So what that means is like, if you are a type 5, the observer and your darkness is greed, it doesn't mean you're like a greedy person. It just means you have this underlying um, like sense or need for other things that, and you want to hold on to it. It doesn't mean like you're very stingy with your money, but mm. it just means you have this underlying uh, like heavy sin you have to deal with. It's like being, I think, I think the, the positive drive is to be, um, competent or self-sufficient yes. or yeah. capable yeah um which in turn can kind of the, the flip side is is a tendency towards um kind of keeping everything close and secretive and greedy that way yeah i think is that is kind of the exactly idea behind it so like type nine their darkness is laziness or as most people call it sloth because it's originally uh, wrapped around sins mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean like a type nine is just lazy all the time and doesn't want to do any doing anything excuse me do anything but the thing about nines is that they only have two speeds 100 and zero so they have really good stamina 
and they'll go, 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 go. But then as soon as they hit their max, they're just done. They won't do anything. And so that's where like the laziness comes from. So for me, which if you haven't guessed, I'm the type seven, the adventurer, my darkness is gluttony. And it's true. I do love me a lot of food and uh, I will eat a lot of food. But the underlying thing is like when I find a good thing, I don't want to stop doing that good thing. I will keep doing it until there's another good thing I want to do. Mm. Right. And for for you as a number seven, right, to be on vision helps a lot. Yes. Would you say? So like they say sevens are good planners, mm-hmm. but that's another thing where it's like you have to really look into what that means because sevens hate schedules. Mm. They thrive in non-scheduled areas. So if you just tell a seven, here's your deadline, you have a week, do this thing, that's where they thrive. Mm. Because it can be like, oh, it's two in the morning, I have a perfect opportunity to work on this thing. Mm. Or I have a split second in between this meeting and this meeting, I'm going to work on this thing. And they thrive with that freedom. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to planning, they're great planners, uh, like for events and stuff. Um, But they're always planning the next thing. So Mm -hmm. if I'm doing something right now, I'm always thinking, where am I going to go after this? What am I going to eat? What am I doing tonight? What am I doing five years from now? Mm -hmm. Even I'm thinking like, I'll just sit in my house and look around and it'll scare my wife because she's a type one Mm. and so she's very abrasive and in the moment and i'm very out there Mm -hmm. and down the road and i'll be like i'm gonna fix this thing over there on the wall she's like uh we don't have the time for that i'm like no i mean like Like, in a year yeah (laughs) i'm gonna fix that thing i have a plan to yeah Yeah. exactly yeah so the enneagram is great another thing before i forget is i'm reading this book and we'll probably put it as our uh look into it the author he basically compiles this book and and puts everyone's opinions on the enneagram together and then shows you what he's learned over the past 20 years about it and like what he says is your enneagram is formed by three things one intrinsic value just like what you're what god gave you two things that have happened to you in your childhood and then three how you've reacted to those things in your childhood and that's what forms your Enneagram type. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, such a different level of self-awareness. Yes. You know, and like, and when, when people are self-aware, everybody wins. Yes. Especially leaders. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I, uh, we had um, connection conference with um, Jeremy Johnson, who's a pastor down in the Mecca of Springfield. Yes. Um, but he gave a recently gave a kind of presentation on Enneagrams and things like that. And um, what was funny is he asked, like, however many leaders, you know, how self-aware do you think you are? And, yeah. like, 80% of them were like, oh, I'm super self-aware. Yeah. And then they asked, like, the people around them, and they were like, how self-aware do you think your leader is? And, like, 80% <laughs> of them said they weren't. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, so we, we're the biggest liars to ourselves most of the time. Yeah. It, positive and negative. Like, we think we're better than we are, and sometimes we think we're worse than we are. Yeah. You know, and so things like this, especially with, with counsel of other people, yes. is really positive. But things like this, you know, don't like they don't put you in a box. Absolutely. It it opens you up. It op- yeah, it's like okay, I'm way more self-aware of this and Exactly. Cuz that's the that's the tendency is to be like I'm a type 7, 
and honestly, okay, all the types suck because humans suck. Yeah, yeah. And so point. it's easy to look at your type and be like, I don't want this. This is terrible. I don't want to be a glutton. Mm. I don't want to be a person who, like, avoids pain. And, like, I, I want to be better. And that's the whole thing is the Enneagram is made for you to be the best version of yourself and to learn where you struggle and how to live a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it'll totally read your mail. Like 100%. You'll be reading something about your Enneagram and just be like, wow, that's that's totally me. I yeah. hate this. Yeah, yeah, for real. Because it's it's true because like you, okay, you, we've, we said you're, you're more a seven. 100%. Um, okay, you're like actually a seven. Yes. You're like nothing else. No, just kidding. <laughs> well, I have values from other things. Yeah. But that's kind of, sorry if I'm interrupting oh, here. Oh, go ahead, but do you. That's yeah. how the Enneagram works is you have your type. But then you have wings off your type, either uh, numerical one up or down. So I can be like a a type seven wing eight or wing six, or you could be a type three wing four or wing two. Mm -hmm. I had to remember my math there. (laughs) What's below three? (laughs) COVID. (laughs) It's the COVID number. My COVID mind. So anyways, you and that can shift throughout your whole life. Um, your Enneagram number does not shift throughout your whole life. You're stuck with that number, but your wings can kind of migrate. You can be balanced where you're taking stuff from both wings or neither wing, or you can be really heavy. So I would consider myself a seven wing eight with a really heavy wing eight. Mm. But a lot of times I see the wing six Mm. part of me where I'm very, um, influential to people and mm-hmm. things like that. That's that's one thing that the six is really good at. And you know what's interesting with, with – y- okay, so so here's what's cool, right? Not only is this good for introspective yes. time, right? You learn about yourself, but it helps you be a better communicator with other people. Yes. You know, like, so say with um, – what's funny is, like, I know with me being – so here's what's funny is I think you see me – you see the three of me. <laughs> yes. Way more than, say, like – the two because I think I lean way more on a two mm-hmm. uh, two and three were very I took one of the test things like two and three were like right neck and neck gotcha um, way more a two because I find I have a wing of a one sometimes mm. way more than a wing of a four I'm not a yeah. wing of a four at all so <laughs> um, so anyways the helper being number two yeah you know like that's like a magnet for church people a magnet Absolutely. for um, if, you, if you're higher most, most twos are hired yes you know um, unless like you're kind of the um, number three achiever kind of person too, but that they're oftentimes we surround ourselves with other people who are twos and threes a lot of times. Yeah. Um, like I stay away from like ones because they bug me. Like, you know, um, <laughs> I can see it. I can see you being a two with like a really heavy wing three yeah, or something. Definitely. And in, in, you know, cause mostly you and I work together in achieving things, yes, you exactly. know, we're working together. So like the three in me is like, let's go. Yeah. I only see you when we're like, Doing stuff that yeah. has a winning a goal in mind. Yeah. Like Especially gaming. gaming. <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. Ministry. We have a goal in mind. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. Yeah. But I, I find my strength is, you know, I, I've, I've learned to adapt to mm. be the, the, the front of a leadership program. Yeah. But I find I'm, so, I'm way, way, way more comfortable being sure. the guy who's helping the leader. Sure. Like, I see the needs. I see what yeah. they could use. Like, how can I help you? Like... I've learned to not be – there's a balance in all of this. Yes. Because, like, being the helper, I've actually had to pull back a lot mm. because I've actually experienced a ton of burnout, a ton of pride. Yeah. 
um, that I've had to overcome being like, I just want to be so helpful. Yeah. You know, like that's just like my, I just want to love people and make <laughs> them feel welcome, have awesome relationships with people, yeah. make sure nobody's overlooked. Like that just what makes me absolute tick. Huh. I, um, but in the middle of that, right, I'm a heavy like achiever, let's get stuff done to make yeah. people feel more welcome. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. just kind of goes back and forth. But again, like you were saying, there's like this, uh, the dark side of all of this yeah. is the tendencies which derive from our, every, like you said, everybody sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. People in general are, yeah. um, you know, we, we're greedy people, we're selfish people, mm-hmm. um, and they, they, um, the darkness of our hearts yeah. reveals itself through different ways in which these Enneagrams help with. Yeah. You know, but what I wanted to kind of mention was um, not only is this helpful for yourself, but also in how you relate to other people. Yes. So you were especially. Yeah, especially. So like as a married man, you said your wife is kind of a one. I think I just said I don't like ones. Um, <laughs> that's that's okay. not what I'm... <laughs> Apparently I don't either. <laughs> Sorry, Abby. But anyway, so in the okay. dynamic of understanding yeah. that your wife's a one, you're like a seven. They're yes. very different. Very, um, but also more alike than you'd think. Really? So it's just kind of okay. talk about the dynamic. So we talked two. about the wings of the Enneagram numbers, how you can take values from both a number up and below you to kind of form your personal identity. There's also another way that you take from other numbers. There's a healthy lifestyle and an unhealthy lifestyle. So seven and one are actually related. So if you take the Enneagram, you look at it like a circle, because that's what it was originally planned to be, is uh, almost like a clock, but not quite. So you have your number that goes back and forth between the wings, but then also it cuts across at two diagonals. So seven and one are related. So when seven, seven can take unhealthy lifestyles from one, when a seven is unhealthy, it acts like an unhealthy one, mm. if that makes sense. So in the one, one's unhealthiness is anger. That's their darkness. And so when I'm in an unhealthy place, I get very angry. Mm. And this has, this has really come about more and more in my adult years. And actually what's recommended for the Enneagram is that you start exploring it in your later years, like 20, 25 because, like, you don't have a number when you're five, okay? Right, right. Like, I've heard I've heard people say, uh, on this podcast I listened to, they submitted a question. It was like, I think my five-year-old is a seven because he's always fun and he has these attributes. And the <laughs> podcaster, you know, said back, he's like, all five-year-olds are sevens. Yeah. All dogs are sevens. Like, right. you, <laughs> there comes a point in your life where you start to actually learn about who you are. Oh, 10 years ago, I reacted that way differently than most people would react to this thing. And that's interesting, not to interrupt you, because I, I just pulled up your seven. Yeah. And it shows like your, you could take the stress of a one. Yes. Or the growth of a five. Yes. Whatever five is, I don't know. Five is the observer. Hmm. So. And then I see here, yeah, like the, you at your best, at your healthiest, or you at your average, and your, or you at your unhealthy level at your most unhealthy go ahead level, read read my mail go ahead at, um your your energy and health is completely spent you become claustrophobic and panic stricken yep often give up on yourself and life deep depression and despair <laughs> it's not funny no it's not but what's funny is it's so true that's mm. the hard part because mm. especially these past few years i've gone into depressive states that 
I've never would have thought I would have experienced at a young age. Mm. And now looking back after learning the Enneagram, I understand why that happened. Why did I get depressed in this moment when this exact thing happened to my friend and they didn't get depressed. They just Mm. did it, you know? But then also there's the other side where I, I can be healthy and I can be, that, uh, let that, me like, let me read you at your best, please. Okay, <laughs> let's just leave it on the you at your absolute worst, and then I'll read your mail. Okay, that would be great. So at your best, you assim what assimilate experiences in depth. What does that even mean? Assimilate experiences in depth, like you're fully there. Yes, Other like I, of? I'm okay. Let's say someone asks a question in a staff meeting. Mm. I can immediately be like, "This is the underlying thing like that we fully need to, see it." Yeah, I see. Okay. So that making them deeply grateful and appreciative for what they have. Um, oh, that's part of that same sentence. Let me reread that. <laughs> Assimilate experience in depth, making them deeply grateful and appreciative for what they have. Okay. Yes. Become awed by the simple wonders of life, joyous and enthusiastic um, imitations of spiritual reality of the boundless goodness of life. Yes. Wow, so, so there's some words in there, man. Yeah. Okay. Here's you on an average day. Okay. Unable to discriminate what they really need. They become hyperactive, unable to say no to themselves, throwing self into constant activity, uninhibited, doing and saying whatever comes to mind, storytelling, flamboyant extravagance. Wait, oh, flamboyant extra... (laughs) You're like, Dakota, you are flamboyant. Flamboyant exaggerations okay witty wisecracking performing fear being bored and so on it just keeps going you're but. totally reading the <laughs> mail too like so there's like a joke with sevens is like you could be writing a paper on your computer while watching a netflix show while scrolling through tiktok <laughs> while texting your grandma like you're doing all this stuff well, and it feels in the microwave <laughs> yeah and you feel comfortable in that and the less you do, the more uncomfortable you feel. Interesting. Because the more you slow down, because the underlying thing for sevens is we run from pain. Mm. That's like when you look back to the three things that make your your uh, number, mm. your type, our thing is we run from pain. So um, like childhood trauma, I've someone abandoned me. Is mm. Not that this actually happened, which no, right. if you know my story, it, it did. Someone abandoned me in a time where it forced me to mature at a young age. And so instead of maturing, every time I was forced to mature with something, I would do a fun activity instead or distract myself with something else. And so now when there's conflict and relating back to when you asked how Abby and I relate, when there's conflict with between us, I run because I'm like, we don't need to do this right now. Let's do something fun instead of facing the conflict, which is really stressful in our relationship because she's a one. Right. One's tendency is to be better. They always want to be better. And their childhood trauma is something happened, like either rules were changing a lot, there wasn't a set standard. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. they always felt like they had to be a a better person. Even if something was perfect, they could find something something wrong in it. Mm -hmm. And so if there's conflict between her and me, she wants to face it head on, even if it's the totally wrong time. She wants to say, hey, let's let's work through this right now. 
and then we'll be over it and we'll be better and then we can have fun. Mm. And I'm like, no, this is the wrong time. Yeah. It's midnight. Yeah. I want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to bed. Sleeping is fun. I have a hot pocket in the, in the microwave right now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm listening to music <laughs> and I'm catching up on the show. I was thinking about what I want to do next week. So now is not the <laughs> And then time. 10 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I think it's time for us to read Zach's mail now. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is coming from the book that I oh, have. You got, oh, boy. He's flipping pages. So type, let's say you're type three, just for this example, okay, okay. which that reminds me before I jump into this, Enneagram isn't something that you just take a test and then learn what number you are. Taking a test is a great starting point, And then you can say, okay, maybe I'm a this, mm. but oftentimes it takes like 10 months to a year to really find out which person you are, because you're really looking inside yourself. And the best way I've, I've heard it, I've learned is to know what other people are and then say, well, I'm definitely not that number. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Abby's a one. It's very obvious. I'm definitely not a one. Uh, Other people. And I've kind of done that process of elimination and I didn't go through all the numbers, but as soon as, because Abby and I did this together, as soon as we hit seven, we're like, oh, wow, Mm. you're a seven. Right. So just for the sake of this episode, we'll say Zach's a three. And I, I, I kind of, I'm both. I would say I'm totally a two yeah. with like 1% less of three. Yeah. Or it You're changes. like a two wing three or a three wing, yeah, wing it's, two it's or something. Yeah, it's right there. I'm, so, still, I'm still learning. Or maybe you're a two and then that's how you have a balance where you're a wing one and a wing three. Yeah, maybe Who that's knows? It. That's what I'm thinking. Anyways, let's say, let's look at the three. Okay, so a three, your holy idea is harmony and hope. Is this your, good or bad? This is good. Okay. (laughs) So this is like your original virtue, like what Mm. you strive to be. Mm. And which is also truthfulness and authenticity. Mm. So your basic desire is to feel valuable. Your basic fear is of being worthless without inherent value. Your passion is deceit. Your fixation is vanity. And then let me uh, let me skip on over here to the to the good stuff. So when you are healthy, you act like a six, and when you're unhealthy, you act like a type nine. Okay. Uh, your childhood wound: threes lost themselves behind the attention they received for their performance. They didn't know from what their value derived, and so they went in search of validation by attempting to avoid any form of failure. Their misguided quest upset not only their experience of being loved, but at the core, the reasons why love is offered. Mm. Wow. I I don't know. What what else, doctor? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Zachary Anderson, let's take a look here. What do I do? Okay, here's a great thing to describe, like, the passion part, because that part was really confusing for me, but this is a great example. Traditionally, the passion of the three is deceit, but threes generally aren't liars. In fact, threes recognize their own capacity to be a source of truth and have an an innate ability to sniff out those who would misrepresent themselves, live behind exaggerations, or be untrustworthy. Mm. That's interesting. You know, it's it's like... Because I, I would tend to be performance based in my ministry and my evaluation of myself. Yeah. You know, like that's totally fits that. Absolutely. You know, yeah, which comes with its pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay, one, one last part, and then uh, we can move on or, or whatever we want to do. Because I'm a seven, okay. and I just want to have fun. Hey, here's another one, man. <laughs> I don't want to do the hard stuff. I just want to have fun. So the deceit of the three is expressed in their ability to pivot or flex and assume any role, position, or opinion required to accomplish whatever they want to achieve. It's a chameleon-esque ability to make connections in order to quell their inner hunger for recognition, and they will achieve whatever they set their hearts to. Wow, yeah. That's very true. Because I feel kind of like the chameleon idea, like jack-of-all-trades in a way, you know, just to be – which goes right to the helper of number two. Right. It's like – what do you need? I bet I could help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, exactly. That's that. There you go. That's me. But then that comes again. Like, uh, you know what I've, I've learned? I think I'm healthier as a two mm. than the three. Yeah. I guess. Either because, if it's your wing or whatever. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But just kind of in just in any of them. Right. But yeah. I feel like for me, uh, when I, it's, I, I have to learn how to balance me as an achiever when I'm way more comfortable being just the helper. Yeah. But I know it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic, but my sure. tendency is to be hard on myself, prideful, try to appear as if I don't need anybody else's help yet help everybody else to the point of where I'm run thin. Yeah. You know, and then all the other junk in there. So yet it could be a very positive thing <laughs> in a dynamic. And here's a, yeah. wh- where I want to want to kind of end on is our dynamic. Yes. <laughs> um, so I have found before I really was in any even knowledgeable of like any realms was like, OK, so if I tell Dakota, I want to give Dakota plenty of time to prep for the <laughs> for, um, episode, whatever. And so like I would I would be like, OK, we're recording Friday. It's Tuesday. Here's the stuff. If you want to prep this for your part. Yeah. And then like I'll check the document on like Thursday and like there's nothing there. And I'll but be then like, Thursday at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> boom Thursday as we sit down you're like oh yeah here's what I was thinking right exactly (laughs) like okay 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 relax relax it's so it's so (laughs) abnormal and I don't want to be the person that says that's just who I am deal with it because I want to be better right but that's the same thing I've noticed in my working relationships like here at the church is I'm given a bunch of tasks Mm. and then other people are like is he doing his job because he's just like you know, but the thing is, I'm not doing one task until it's done mm-hmm. and then moving on to the next thing until right. it's done. I'm doing 10 things because yeah, yeah. my role here, I do, I have three main per, full main time roles, jobs yeah. mm-hmm. plus a multitude of other things. So I'm literally at any given time, I'm doing 10 things at the same time and just, okay, this thing, now this thing, and then they all get done when mm-hmm. they need to. Right. But to other people, they're like, that's wrong. Why don't you just yeah. just do it? But it seems, yeah, I literally can't think like that. What I've found, the biggest benefit that I've found from these is in teaching or in speaking. Oh, right? yeah. Because you want to be able to, like, let, let's say a congregation in the church is full of one through nine. Sure. You know. Um, Which any given church should, oh, should it, be. And, and that's a healthy thing. Like, yeah. And again, you should surround yourself with numbers you don't like. Yeah. You know, I, sh- I need more ones in my life. You know, or whatever. Yeah. But um, being able to speak their language. So when you're talking, okay, Jesus loves us all. Yes. He is the perfectionist. He is the helper. He is the achiever, you know. Which most people say, if I'm remembering correctly, that Jesus was a two. Okay. If I'm remembering correctly. Okay, right. 
what, but but being able to deliver the same truth yes. in nine different packages yes. in a way in which everybody could be like, oh, I relate to, I get it. Like, if if you're able to convey a message and have like eighty percent of your people catch what you're saying, you're doing a good job. Yeah, you know, because um, the odds are the sevens in the room, they will have direct eye contact with you, but be thinking about a completely different subject oh, yeah. every five seconds. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so toxic because you can be talking to a seven, and I know this because I've had conversations with other people that I know are sevens, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get a point across to them, and I'm sure this happens to me all the time, and they're looking you dead in the eyes, but you know they've checked out. Oh, Because yeah. they're just like, uh-huh, oh, yeah. uh-huh. Believe me, I know. I, <laughs> I, I talk you're to like, a lot. You're like, did you hear that? And I'm, I repeat back <laughs> the exact same thing, but I actually didn't hear it until I repeated it back. And I, yeah, it's, it's funny. We, we we're growing into be such good friends that I yes. know, like when I'm talking to you and you're like, not there yeah. and you'll even pretend to be there. And I'm like, he's still not there. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> oh, but in, in teaching in jujitsu, you oh, know, with man. 22 different kids, you start to see, you know, even, even not, not wrapping them up in, in titles sure. or things, but like, okay, I know to speak to Chloe in yeah. a different way than I speak to Joe. Yes. Or if I'm going to come up to Marcus, it's going to be way different than if I was come up to Hayden. That's so you know? true. But I want them to each feel attention in yeah. the way they like to get attention. Yes. You know, Chloe is the cuddly come up and hug you. <laughs> so like the other day, I went up and hugged her first. You know, she's like six. You know, it's like, Chloe, hi. You but know? that made a huge difference Huge to deal to her. Joe is like super seven, nine. Yeah. You know, like chill. And so, like, I went up to him. I didn't want to force an issue because I don't want to act like his mom, you know yeah. what I mean, or whatever. So I come up, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then I just sat there. I didn't say a word. I just stretched next to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, just trying to speak their language in Absolutely. such a way where they feel they they feel they are getting attention. And the opposite value, too, because um, I've noticed in my life, now that I've been exploring all the different types, mm-hmm. when someone says something to me and immediately it offends me or... I think about it in a really anxious way that is how I think about things is, you know, anyways. Mm, no, yeah. I know that not, let me say it like this, 99% of the time, they're not trying to offend me or wrong me. Mm. They're just saying what's on their heart. And so maybe they're an eight and eights are like, Realist. they just say okay. how it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, most, most. What was the word again? Psych- psychologist. A psychologist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. That COVID brain. You must be doing a lot of laundry. <laughs> Cycles. Oh, well, I watch cycle. So psychologists will use the term literally mean. They're the mean Enneagram mm. because that's how they come across. They, you know, uh, they'll notice a hurt in you, mm. but they don't like sweep it under the rug or try to soft play it down. Just blunt. They're just like, yeah. Wow, are, are you dealing with this right now? You're like, okay, my mom just died. Thanks. Yeah, th- thank you. They're like, yeah. wow, that must be really hard for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is really hard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then must bye. be going through a hard time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They're like, And then, you know, a day later, here's a bunch of food that I made for you. Mm, yeah, because, right. you know, that's just – so when, I, when someone comes up to me and says something about worship music or, mm. you know, hey, this thing would be better like this – it's helped me not to just internalize it and be like, oh, they hate me and they think I'm doing a terrible job mm. instead of, oh, maybe 
maybe like they're really missing their home church where they did this specific type of music or maybe this song that they're asking us to do reminds them of a different time when things were different that's right and they're not trying to hurt my feelings they're just trying to be open to me and that's how they are yeah you know and being in ministry it's easy to get offended or hurt yes. when there's feedback like that but let's say there's only like two eights in your congregation of 20 <laughs> yeah. but the two eights are the ones that speak up all the time yes because that's how they are then you'd think and then you're like man no one likes me the whole congregation yeah. hates how I, how I sing yeah you know and then if you're like a two or a three who's the achiever and you're getting negative feedback yes. you get super sensitive about it and you're like wow screw me you know <laughs> and so if that's so so in in to kind of bring this to a so what moment yeah you know is is it understanding other people yeah. is very helpful in whatever role you are. Mm-hmm. You know, in the BJJ Academy training, if you're the secular world, you know, whatever your job is, like, you know, customer service especially. Oh, yeah. You know, it helps you be patient with people, you know, because somebody might be coming at you in a, in a, at an angle where they're totally themselves mm-hmm. and not trying to hurt your feelings. They're just trying to be vulnerable. And that's right. Yeah. You know, so, so take a moment and step back, take a breath in life and, you know, give people a chance. Yeah. You know, especially in B I'm using ministry cause we've been really heavy in ministry lately. Like, you know, as soon as they know pastors in front of your name, they want to suck you dry. Like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a general rule. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. But you know, when that person comes into your office and say, Hey Dakota, I want to talk to you about the youth student um, who's here. You know, it's like, okay, your, your radars are up and your antennas are up and yes. you're like, super sensitive okay where's this person coming from exactly you know um what are they actually trying to convey yeah yeah and and that's a hard line to to like balance on because you want to help that person you want to get to the bottom of it or whatever like why are they here yeah but you got to be able to kind of not yes um i don't know be sensitive about and a, a good tip to help with that that i just okay i've known this but i heard about it actually yesterday while listening to typology which is like my new favorite podcast Mm -hmm. besides cross choke and he's uh he's a psychologist man nailing this word now so but he said and this comes from marriage and counseling Mm -hmm. but he said to apply it all the time when someone says something even if you think you understand it it's it's often a good uh habit to to use to say i heard you say this thing I think you meant this thing. Mm. And then back and forth. Yeah. No, I said this. Meaning I mean this. this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I understand. Right. Because you good. could say, uh, let's meet at Friday, mm-hmm. 9.45, to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. And in my brain, I think, okay, I'm going to get ready at 9.45. Yeah. And then get there. And then yeah. we'll set up. Mm-hmm. But in your brain, you're like, we're going to start recording at 9.45. And I'm like, That's a great you know, example. totally missed connections. Right. But what's interesting is we didn't communicate through that, but I knew. <laughs> so I said 9.45 thinking we'd start recording at 10. Yes, which we did. Which we started 10 recording 5. at 10.10. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, but that's a great <laughs> <laughs> We're still c- cycling. And, and what's interesting is like I didn't. You know, then we had to go over to the church and get, yeah. you know, but then me as my, me, me being the achiever today, I'm like, let's get going, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> but then I'm like, man, he 
you know, maybe Dakota doesn't need need me to be like, let's go, you know. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's just it's fun. But it gives patience and like, oh, yeah. st- it's still good. Like, yeah. So if you're out there and are interested in some of these things, are um, there's a website out there, the Enneagram Institute. Um, I think it's just EnneagramInstitute.com. But uh, you just Google Enneagram. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of helps build some awareness, help you be a better leader, help you know your your negative tendencies, which a lot of us sometimes aren't aware of. Yeah. Um, and it's just a good thing. And again, it's not like this is a total secular thing. A lot of this is like scientifically proven, wraps into and scripture, spiritually proven, very spiritual. And there's um, a lot of uh, symbolism too. That's right. Yeah. So highly recommend you to kind of check out Enneagrams. Um, we'll be posting some Enneagram stuff in our Patreon. Again, you could gain yes. access to that for just one dollar. We'll be posting some like Enneagram questions and tests and some insight. Uh, so please feel free to join us over there. Yeah. From our family to yours, Family Roots Restaurant in the heart of Uptown Butte offers quality food from scratch at affordable prices. With prime ribs starting at 5 p.m. every Friday and Saturday and desserts like cheesecake, pies, cakes, and gluten-free options, there is certainly something at Family Roots to satisfy your cravings. Dine-in, pickup, curbside, and delivery available Wednesday through Sunday. Check out their Facebook page at The Family Roots to stay up-to-date on any specials, desserts, and homemade soups. Family Roots Restaurant. And his name is John C. So this week's walkout song and the first walkout song of season four so this is a is a big platform this is, okay? this is, this is like a, the trend setting song oh my gosh so what a better like there's not a better fitting song at this moment than true. fire emoji by yb which zach had not heard until no. this moment and i honestly i only listened about seven seconds of it and i'm like yes <laughs> that's what <all> you need <laughs> listen to that first seven seconds once the beat drops yep you're sold bro. everything's good to go yeah. So here's a little preview of that one. You know it. Yeah. Definitely running with the soldiers on this one. No hook. We got to judge with the truth. Sit down and run with the troops. Run through the city. Praying for all of my woes. Hey, when you look into it, you got to look into it. Look oh, into it. I'm going to look into it. it. So this week's look into it is The Sacred Enneagram by Christopher L. Huertz. Huertz? Huertz. So, Huertz. like I said a little bit during the podcast, uh, it's, it's hard to read at the beginning, mm. but not because it's boring, because there's a lot of scientific words and jargon and, like, stuff that was way over my head, but it gets easier the more and more you read on. So the first part is, like, He's compiling documents and information from this scientist and this person and, and this archaeologist and whatever. And then at the end, he's like, based off of all that information and my studying and learning, this is what I think about the Enneagram. Mm. And it's powerful. And he, he's uh, Catholic. And uh, he jokes about how he thought the Enneagram was demonic when he first heard about it uh, because of how well like people – People would, be, would read him and mm. stuff. And uh, plus the Enneagram symbol, he literally says in the book, word for word, looks like two... Uh, like a pentagram. Looks like two pentagrams having sex. Oh. That's his literal <laughs> words. And so he stayed away from it for a while because he's like, there's no way that's biblical. And so it talks about the how this relates to the Bible and to people. It's and cool. It's really cool. 
Good, yeah. So, the sacred Enneagram. The soul of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Jesus Christ. Then 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 2. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will, uh, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not, to patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Amen. It's been a verse I've been kind of digging into a lot. Was uh, I love that book. Yeah, dude, Second Timothy is one of my favorite books. I probably read it like three or four times a year. Uh, just the tone... Uh, the urgency behind the words because it's Paul's last letter, you know, so he's like just straight to the point on a lot of things. Um, So it's a, yeah, it's really good. But this idea of preaching the word of God anytime, whether it's favorable or not. So you're always ready. And it's more than a script you memorize or even a knowledge based preparation. Sure. Um, But what I've been challenging myself with is it's an overflow of who you are. That's why you're always ready. It's like your identity, your character, um, and that it, fits into the Enneagram you know, beautifully. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of interesting. Learn different where you ways to suck think. and then suck less. That's right. But you got to so, start somewhere. So if you suck, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the challenge just to let let the gospel be who you are. Yeah. Um, rather than what you memorize. Come on. That's good. Well, Dakota, that's all we got. It's been a successful episode for season four that's right even after a night of not sleeping because my child doesn't know how to sleep yeah you got a teacher i was <laughs> i was gonna say like some weird baby joke but i just that <laughs> probably would have been inappropriate <laughs> oh man uh well anyhow thank you dakota for being here thank you to our listeners we hope everybody's have a great what we hope everybody has had a great day. Everybody had a Oh, man. <laughs> the vibes. Uh, but we'll be back with Crash Oak Plus next week on yes. Patreon. Uh, we just want to say a special thank you to our Purple Belt patrons, starting with our new uh, Purple Belt patron, Kendra, the Lightning Bolt Carlson. Hey. Then we got Louie, the Fire Truck Lopez. Jake, the Square Root Duran. And Isaiah, the Mountain Rodriguez. And Katie, the Ceiling Fan Powell. All right. Again, if you would like to get your name read in the credits with a custom fight name, please support us at our Purple Belt level on Patreon. And we will catch you next time. Next time. so much for listening to season three of cross choke it was a blast creating this episode and we hope you enjoyed listening feel free to follow zach at ando butte and myself at south for a day have a phenomenal day and join us next time on cross choke it's like for for me oh wow <laughs> man this is so hard talking this much so um for you you the what for you, 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 for that sort of boy teller. You, 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 boy, boy. Don't be sorry. Be better. I said that at winter retreat. Did, this kid, did, any, did anybody get it? No, and that was the sad part. It felt so bad because this kid, you know, signs and whatever the game. Signs and wonders. <laughs>
What? Beyond your majesty. <laughs> okay, so you know the signs game where it's like monkey in the middle, but you do like signs. Oh, like, and you try to transfer it and yeah. somebody catches it or something? Well, this one right. kid's was boy. Oh. Like from the meme. Uh-huh. But he kept saying it like that, boy. Oh. So I was like. Kratos. So he was in the middle and he was kind of sucking, to be honest. Oh, oh sure. But I was like, boy, don't be sorry. Be better. He's like. I'm so sorry. I, He's like, I'm, tr- okay. I'm really trying. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, no, don't misinterpret it. What are you living under a rock? Yeah, we actually only do this for the money. <laughs> we have no other joy in the podcast. How could we make more money? <laughs> exactly. That you know, that's what every great CEO should think. Oh man, any any entrepreneur. Yeah. Actually, that's true. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true for them, but. When I'm hiring someone to my company, how can they make me more money? That should be my thought. Hey, so I, I'm looking at your list of qualifications here. You didn't have anything that says you make money well. So I don't know if this is going to work out. I'm thinking $6 per hour internship, I, <laughs> 50 hours a week minimum. Oh, man. I've been there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been in worse situations, to be honest. No pay for 50 hours a week. Pretty much. Bro. That's kind of my life right now, but it's okay. That, well, I'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> so if you look at it like a circle, was that in our ears? I think it was your Mac. It's muted. Oh, must have been me. Weird. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. So let me just read through these. Yeah. Uh, we have type. <laughs> Didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> Yellow. I'm going to take it really quick. Okay. You journey church. This is Dakota. 